Welcome back to Ritter Me This. Uh, today is Wednesday. Fuck, dude. It's not Wednesday. It's Sunday. It's Sunday, January 31st, 2021. Uh, Jeff Cohen is in the motherfucking house. How you hey, doing, buddy? What's up? I'm doing pretty good. Good, good. Waking up. It's, what, 2.30 in the afternoon and I'm waking up right I mean, now. dude. I took a nap. You're preaching the choir. Do you usually <laughs> wake up early? I just, whenever, you know, like I'm a night owl, you know, like yeah. I'm so used to, even though we had the shutdown and we're, some mics are coming back, I'm so used to the old grind, which is, you know, Lion's Lair at one forty-five in the morning. And they're done, and get, right? Yeah. Well, they're trying to, they're doing a GoFundMe, uh, hey, everybody support Lion's Lair, go to their GoFundMe thing. So Lion's uh, Lair is the oldest place to do stand-up comedy, is that yeah. in it, Denver, Well, right? it's the, A, it's the oldest running... Open mic, I mean, it hasn't run, obviously, with COVID, but um, was the oldest open mic um, started by Troy Baxley, Denver legend, great comedian. Um, and um, I think the venue itself, as a dive bar, is one of the oldest. It started in, like, the 1920s or something like that. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, for real. Yeah, if you go on their GoFundMe like page. pre-Lenny Lenny Bruce? Yeah, pre-Lenny Bruce. And it, was, it went through different names and different owners, Lion's Lair has been the constant title since 1971 or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I, don't they do, like, where they used to do, like, um, open mic for, like, musicians, too? Oh, yeah. The, so yeah. we did the – usually it was the Monday night open mic for comedy, and then they had uh, – I think it was Wednesday night for musicians, and then they had weekend bands, mm -hmm. like, just all the time, constantly. Right. Um, bartender super sweet girl and then what's the owner's name he's always sitting uh, in the back that guy's tony and yeah, he's he... one of the shareholder owners there's a couple other owners and i forgot what oh really names are. yeah he but seems the, main the most guy. most involved yeah he's nice he's really nice great um, guy yeah. yeah i can't believe that that i mean i heard that they might shut down um they're trying not to and uh god bless them hopefully you know fingers crossed right right i mean actually my roommate his uh his family's diner over 75 years got closed down so <sighs> it's rough brutal it's um definitely not not fun stuff but yeah i mean it's weird now like people like do you know of any open mics on monday or you know of some tonight you said yeah there's some you know there's uh the the ones that i know of so tonight is uh q q ramen on colfax it's across from what used to be tom's diner like uh i think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to say york well or, or didn't it used to be los Los Tacos is yeah. what, what it used to be. It though. did. Yeah. Do you remember Michael Sadian had that? Oh, he, oh, that guy, he was a monster. Like, that I know. guy booked better. Like, every <laughs> open mic at Los Tacos was like it a was, showcase. I know. It was awesome. Because he used, like, Evite and, you know, all the, like, social media to get people. He'd always get people from his work and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I... ran a great show. I knew that he did characters, too. Like, he was coach. You <laughs> the know, coach, yeah, with clipboard. the gym shorts. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was great. That was really fun. I, I really missed that one. Um, obviously, I miss El Chirito. I have... I, I opened up questions for the public or fans and said, um, ask Jeff Cohen a, a trippy question, because there was times that you and I had some, some pretty deep... Um, 
This is not crazy, a family. Crazy conversations, man. Like, yeah, man. Uh, interesting conversations. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is not a family show. You can, you can. Oh, here cuss. we go. Okay. You, you can All say right. whatever the fuck you want. Fucking. <laughs> right. I'm just telling you, don't celebrate. You know. Uh, All right. Well, I, I used to do that. I tried to celebrate celibateness for a while. And uh, oh, he's unveiling the thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> nice. All right. Do you care to tell us what's going on? Well, do you uh, know what this is? Not really. I mean, you don't. I, it, I know it's what it's uh, Disney, right? Something uh-huh. um, Ratatouille, not Ratatouille. Is it? I don't know, man. I'm like so. That's the thing. I watch all these different like. This was done in 1986. 86. Well, then, Jesus. Yeah, it's remember. definitely not Ratatouille uh, for all the listeners. Fuck, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you tell now me. or Go, no? Tell right me. now. Yeah, I'm gonna hold on for a little bit. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, because maybe I could <laughs> guess. I could figure it out. Maybe. Yeah. Let's I mean. See. Yeah, you, you you can get. Uh, Let's see, but now I'm going to be looking over your shoulder. I'm uh, looking. Like I'm looking at the mirror right behind you, so I'm okay, I'm so watching what you're watching. That, yeah. Yes, okay. exactly. <laughs> um, when you ask, like, what is this show about? I I mean, this is kind of like the most. I try and be as random as I can with like a, at least like an hour long video, something that if we got tied up, we could we could watch something. I also right, got right. the um, you know. Man, you know, your sound effects, by the way, that voice thing, I want to get something like that. That's This one? Yeah, man, can you do that over on my mic? I can't. I mean, ah. Brad Galley asked the same man, thing. Oh, I can do this with my own. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm going to try to start talking. Actually, I was looking at, there's this uh, these different podcasts where these guys are trying to give you advice on just, you know, kind of like how to be more, not just more attractive, but like more socially... Uh, higher status like palatable pa- palatable yeah, and they yeah. say slow down your words and lower your voice well, and then i just sound like a jackass <laughs> you know? yeah man nice. i've gone through so many different like i have surround sound in my garage i'll play it off the phone i'll do it in the car and i'll see like what sounds better yeah and like i i keep playing this song it sounds so fucking cool in the car when you play stuff on this like baseball. Sounds cool organ. through the it, and then you did the baseball thing earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah the charge. Yeah. Well, that's what I used to do on Rock's Talk. It's on hiatus, but um, uh, this is the Great Mouse Detective. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. You, you wouldn't know? have. I just didn't. I wasn't in that sphere. Never really got into Disney back then. I've never seen Bambi. I know the Get story. Get the fuck out of here. Look, I-, <laughs> I know what happens. I, I've never completely watched Bambi. I just, but other things. I mean, like I, you know, when they started doing more of the Pixar stuff, I got into like saw Monster House. Sure, sure. Wait. Yeah, Monster House. Oh yeah, it was, yeah. It was a blue. One. Was that the blue fucking dude with the horns, or am I thinking of something uh, else? That might be Monsters Inc. No, no, no. That you're thinking? No, no, it's it was a live. Yeah, like a 3D animation thing. Yeah, I'm thinking of something. It's not like Pan's Labyrinth or whatever the fuck. Is it just called Lamp La- Labyrinth with David Bowie? What the fuck is that? Oh yeah, that's just Labyrinth. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. That was... Well, I I mean, I asked you the year you were born. I was gonna try and dial it up to like you know either like like I was gonna do Robin Hood. Yeah, there you go. Because then you're going do do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, man. But like, yeah, 1968, and you know, I don't even know what was big back. You know, because like as a as an infant, I don't remember what movies were. Right, right, right. I was gonna, but I do remember when I started becoming 
sentient as Maybe a being. <laughs> I was going to put Top Gun on because that would have been pretty oh, popular well, that's, when you were that's like one of my favorites anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I struck out. I thought you'd know what the fuck this is. This this movie used to scare me when I was younger. No, but I'll tell you what. I'm glad you put it on there because uh, I am going to go new. find it and watch it oh, when dude. I have free time this week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to do a little, Daddy, what are you? <laughs> That's from the movie. Just a good... Uh, Good impression. Though. Thank you, man. Thank Even though you. I haven't seen it, that sounds you. It'll sounds it'll correct. trigger something. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds correct. That's sounds... almost the Oliver Twist. I've got like a, <laughs> yeah. I have an Oliver Twist impression now, but it's Oliver Twist going up to a pimp trying to get a hooker, and he goes, "Please, uh, may I have some whores?" And I'm glad you're laughing. At that. <laughs> oh man, I, pulled I that, love it! Like I was doing a, believe it or not, a headliner set in the springs. <laughs> and well, here's the thing: I've We're at, uh, I have uh, headlines. No, no, this was at uh, Private Label Distillery. <laughs> it was a great show, great crowd, and everything. Yeah. But it was like the first time I like officially did like a a solid 30 minute set. Okay. You know, like and cl- um, like cleaned up. Everything was just yeah, just chiseled. tight. But I did some crowd work and, you know, riffing and stuff in there uh-huh. also. But then toward the end, I'm like, shit, I burned through my good material. So you <laughs> and had so to I'm toss like, that one out? So I'm like, uh, here's another impression, you guys. And then I just blurred. <laughs> they lost so like, them? Well, I didn't. So the host and the other guy, great comedian, T.C. T- Morgan. T.C. <laughs> Morgan out of uh, Vegas now. He, mm-hmm. He's a great. Com- he was the feature. Uh, he did great, too. But when I came to the back, he said, well, you didn't really... Lose he goes, I agree, you're because I told him I go, Yeah, my first the first fifteen, twenty minutes was like really it was going great and it was smooth and then I just started kind of getting uneven and yeah. I felt like I was losing them and he goes, You didn't really lose them, but they were fading here and there and you floated you got them back. Did you get them back with that? I mean I feel like yeah, I've they, seen... they, they there was this whole part of the room here and then this couple that was over in the back corner, they they thought that was the best that just cracked them up yeah the impressions isn't it weird how like just a short like i've been messing around with um a couple new jokes and then the ones that i know the most it's weird how covid did something i think to the audience yeah in in a weird way that like when you do old material that you're like clinging onto, they can sniff out that like that makes you comfortable, <laughs> right? Isn't it weird? I, I, there's something I can't put well, my finger on right now. I think, and by the way, I want to go back a couple clicks here. Go ahead. So I was telling you that T.C. Morgan mm-hmm. told me he goes, "Yeah, you didn't really lose them. You they they faded a little, and you floated them, and so yeah, good job." And I go, "No, I I was losing them. <laughs> like I didn't I didn't want to. I think he was trying to make me feel better." But it's like, I, I know what it feels like when they're just like... I guess, bullshit. yeah, you have to <laughs> be pretty self-aware when you're in those situations now. Like, But you have to be, I think, because otherwise... Because the way... What I'm really trying to do, and I'm not always good at it, I'm trying to, like, get rid of any self-delusion up there. If I'm not doing good, I want to, like, sit in it and not try to shrink away from it or let my ego try to comfort me or whatever i want to go what how am I, what am i doing that i'm fucking up right now you know yeah because yeah. then i can go back and listen to my audio or watch the tape or whatever and go oh okay that's what it is i'm like tightening up or i sped up or it's just a bad joke or you know <laughs> yeah i mean so if you would record yourself every open mic you would run out of the phone space you're you're out there all the time right <laughs> yeah and i do uh record most just about every night I record do you what I did yeah do how often like do you listen to it on the ride home what like I wait till I get home 
so that I can cry into so my pillow. Masochist, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to um, do that when you're driving, <laughs> when you're Ubering. Yeah. Um, I, I've had so many different, like, one of the best ways I've learned, um, I guess, how to remember jokes naturally is, like, I'm very auditorial. Is okay. that the right word? Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll, like, record the joke into here put it on my phone oh, okay. and then listen to it with my airpods while i read it that's a good wow it's, dude yeah. it should be solid but then there's times when it seems way too practiced and then i had um a joke that i tried out at lewis's open mic uh two days ago that i i barely practiced i wrote it down once it was about my girlfriend getting killed and and it crushed i mean it it was how did she get killed by the way did she get well it's or, it's sorry, <laughs> It, no, it's fine. It's it's more of that she freaks herself out, and that I'm always t- like trying to freak her out more, because I'm I'm merely on the phone, like stay on the phone, and my response is like, well, be sure to yell out like a brief description of your killer, because it's like I'm ten to fifteen minutes away plus traffic. <laughs> it's like so, you're not gonna make it, but at least we can be hot on the trail. Yeah, with all exactly. The per- the, when you're on nine one one, they're like, "Okay, what did the?" Because usually, I heard tall blonde mustache before she fucking hit the ground. Right. Uh, um, yeah, and then it gets a little more immature, and I don't really want to put too much on the table with this one. Yeah, yeah, no, but you know what I mean. But so um, your point was that you were you did it at Lewis's. Mind. Yeah, fresh. I wrote it down once, and I mean, it kind of birthed from a, a conversation. My girlfriend called me and was like, my bed's still warm. And I was like, did you check the walk-in closet? And she was like, no, why? And I was like, that's where I would hide if I were about to kill you. And so, but then and and it dials back because I did a little crowd work, and I asked this woman, like, do you like murder mystery? And she's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, let me clue you in. Like, you're not that important or interesting to want to sock and murder and like her table they liked it and so that was one that i i just kind of dove into and i was like you know i think i can just think this through make it funny and it's weird when you write something that is designed just for like pure audience stand-up comedy right so have you been doing any like zoom fucking Virtual? Did you do any of that? I did. Yeah, I've done a couple, like very little though. Um, Where were you? I just okay. So uh, the first one was uh, man. I think it was back in April. Mikey Wheel and Bobby Love. Remember those guys? They yeah. they ran that um, Pride and Swagger open mic. Pretty creepy, oh, right? Yeah, I'm catching like little <laughs> bits of it, and there's no sound. So I'm like, yeah. why, why? What is the? This the is the great mouse detective, everybody, <laughs> and it is like the. It's like it's. It might as well be like Toy Story with, with that fucking, that like yeah, spider thing. Like, if you look at especially back then, 70s and 80s, like some of the animation, mm-hmm. and there's some really. This is like a mainstream one, but there's. All the um, off, you know, like independent animators. There's some real creepy stuff. Oh yeah, and they weren't trying to necessarily be creepy, but they were also but, like kind of side, like almost like perverted with like yeah, like they they would be. Um, so there, <laughs> this one. So when I was in, well, I was kind of um, coming out of the whole church world, and oh, yeah. like, so 1991 ish. <laughs> My roommate, he was still hyper Wait, into please it. tell us why. Why I got out? Yeah. I mean, well, because... Too cheap to tithe? <laughs> uh, 
Well, okay. So there's there's a two part answer in because um, I'm getting my timeline screwed up. I actually didn't in '91. I had kind of gotten done with this one because uh, again, it was like the pastor was like. Um, you know, like, I own you, you people report to me, you know, very controlling mm. type of thing. And Jesus told me to tell you mm-hmm. that you're, if you keep masturbating, I'm going to mm-hmm. come in there and sm- whatever, you know, <laughs> smote you. So I'm going to smote you, smite you. <laughs> and, um, but, and then, uh, when I moved out here in 93, I found like a really cool, like laid back one that kind of worked for Where? me. It was like, uh, out on Smoky Hill Road, Smoky Hill okay, Vineyard. I know where that is. It's like, so Vineyard. Christian fellowships are like this non-denominational, very like grace oriented, like, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, hey, we're not telling you to like, we're all imperfect and God's not mad at you, you know, all that kind of stuff. But then at a certain point, they switched. uh, Well, it was kind of like a situation where, holy crap, this place is, I think what attracted to me at, at the beginning other than, oh, there's a hot lady going into that building. Oh, that's a church. I'll join that church for the hot lady. <laughs> but it was like in the beginning, it was like this small group of people. It wasn't like a mega church. It became this mega church. And I'd go in there and I'm like, oh, I don't, like, I feel anonymous. This is too crowd, mm. too many people. Mm-hmm. It felt more impersonal for me. So I had to, like, I left and then found what turned out to be a cult but uh and i and as like I we're joke, not going to talk about that we're not going to talk about that fine well it's it just cult in the sense that they were they were also really laid back but they were they were into some weird shit man like the at the end the band would play and people could come down front to get prayer and then the guy doing the prayer would like take off his coat and say this coat is anointed with the holy spirit then he'd throw it at you and if you were like, like the hypnoti- bridal bouquet, like a bridal bouquet, <laughs> the holy bridal bouquet of jacket. You know? Okay, but like you'd be knocked over, slain in the spirit. Oh, you know? weird! And just weird shit like that. And I go at one point, I'm finally like, okay, this is well. They had this conference, and this female evangelist from like South Africa, I think she was like the guest speaker. Uh-huh. And and she's just acting. <laughs> I like wish people could see right now. So weird. Yeah, I, I thought, is there a hidden camera? Damn, I'm waving my arms around wildly and making weird faces. Definitely. She was. There, there's this whole phenomenon in that side of Christianity. The it's called the charismatic movement. But then a subset of that is there's this phenomenon called being drunk in the spirit. And is that why people like faint and shit? Yeah, that's it's... that's part of it. But th- there's this whole thing, weird phenomenon started. I, I remember because our vineyard out that I told you about, mm-hmm. uh, we had some people uh, travel to Toronto, Canada in 1994 to go to the Toronto airport vineyard where that place was experiencing this like new supernatural wave of God. They called it the Holy Laughter Movement where like the entire room would just start like laughing so hard they'd be pinned to the floor and, and shit like that. At church? At, at church, yeah. I'll send you YouTube clips. You'll, <laughs> Please. You'll, you'll laugh Please and do. probably cry. It's so it's, bizarre and tragic. Well, is it just the fact that, like, you're put at an awkward point that people are like... <laughs> well, it, yeah, there's a kind of a mass hysteria to it. Um, I think also there 
the the guy that kind of brought it to Toronto his he's quite a piece of work too his name's Rodney Howard Brown mm-hmm. started in South Africa his mega church is now like in Lakeland Florida could i get sued for <laughs> if he hears this will he hey you're slandering um <laughs> Anyway, yes, I mean, okay, Rodney, put... yeah, you're batshit crazy guy. I mean, I'm sure you're a nice guy, but that is some weird shit you're doing. And he calls himself the Holy Ghost bartender. I'm not making this shit up. And you're probably oh. going, why haven't you been talking about this shit on stage? No. Well, it's... no cause, well I mean, put yourself <laughs> in a scenario where, where you could. It's not relatable. Exactly. I was going to say, like, when people, <laughs> my fucking parents the other day were like, oh, my God, we're watching. They They always like. Oh, you can use this for material. You know, you get that a lot. Like, yeah. you tell someone you're a comedian, and they're like, oh. Hey, I had something happen to my dad will do that. He'll be yeah. like, hey, I was talking to Roger. You could use this in your act. Yeah, <laughs> your exactly. skit. My, yeah. <laughs> my, my parents told me that I should refer to Judge Judy, of all things, for material. And I was like, that's... Well, that's already funny, though. Yeah, That's yeah. the problem. You know, but how you do you have... compartmentalize that to, like, tell it to 2% of the fucking audience? Anyway, I, I'd rather just go up and make fun of my parents, yeah. you know, for that. And um, wait, wait. But I get. But my point is, is that yeah. you, that was part of a big part of my life back then. And I think with some soul searching, I realized, you know, it's like I, I don't need a, a cult or a mega church or whatever to have my particular faith or whatever. And and it should actually be able to evolve. And, right. And I realized that really what I was looking for was community mm-hmm. and so you I, found a cult in the denver comedy scene yeah now? so I, I switched one cult for a much <laughs> yeah. worse cult the much denver comedy scene. One. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god it's funny i was talking to this kid charlie um he was doing stand-up and charlie all. cohen no no not shout out charlie by the way yeah man Miss i haven't brother. seen him for fucking ever uh no it was another kid and um he was like yeah, when I first started, I was picking up on some fucking really weird vibes, and I was like, "You are not incorrect in that <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination." Um, but to dial it back, I wanted—we uh, kind of lost track. You oh, were yeah. talking about Zoom. Um, oh yeah, um, I did a Zoom show. Yeah, Bobby Love and Mikey Wheel did a um, a Zoom comedy show. Me and. Uh, Ben Daly was on it. Um, Andy Main headlined it. Mm, she's cool. Uh, several others. Everybody was really funny, and the crowd was really responsive. You you just had to kind of get used to, hey, uh, set up punchline. Pause. Pause. Two seconds, and then they start laughing. So there was more latency planned out in your set. Which kind of helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I, it's an I, exercise. I totally need to slow down and wait more for, you know quit talking over my fucking punchlines yeah i mean that's a lot of people been like you looked nervous because you were just talking over laughs laughs, and i'm like fuck i know right and and did my did you feel nervous probably not right not really no and like because there's been the other side when i'm bombing like the first time i did stand up um was at the goose town tavern oh yeah i remember that place yeah um who was running it when you dude uh, i couldn't i just remember anthony crawford being there and when they would introduce someone, he's Shout going, out Anthony. Yay! <laughs> I know. He, he'd always be like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is a fucking... And he was doing his <laughs> bit about... He was doing his bit about how Harry Potter's the most gangster being out there. And I was like... And to this day, he remains one of my favorite comedians. Oh, yeah. 
he's just fucking funny. He's, well, he gets the, his stories. I mean, ugh. Yeah, I know, I know. And so it, detailed and, you know. Well, it's funny because, like, another... There, there's a, a polarizing person in the Denver comedy scene. It's Anthony Armstrong. Another shout-out? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to see him later. He does the other open mic on Sunday nights. In Sedalia? Uh, no, that was a showcase we did, but the tonight's open mic is... Um, Antero, well, X Saloon, no, Antero Hall at X Saloon. It's just the same venue, but they make it more complicated for some reason. <laughs> but it's X Tavern, and uh, it's like out on Kipling and Hamden, like way okay. out west. Well, so I saw him, uh, I went down to the Springs this week and saw him perform at Looney's, and I mean, typical Anthony Croft, or uh, Armstrong, Armstrong, he's... he's Never stands up, it seems. Like, he's always sitting down on a stool, and he starts a set by, like, hitting on the girls in the front row. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And then, but he didn't, I don't know where I was going with this. Um, I suppose it's kind of like the Anthony Crawford thing where he, like, gets on stage, like, what up? And he starts off really slow. And oh, then yeah. by the time he gets kind of warmed up. Ramps it up. Yeah, and it's coinciding to, like, the attraction to the audience, where sometimes when I get on stage, I try and open with the quickest, funniest thing, and then my rhythm almost seems, like, off-keel. Hmm, okay. I don't know. Just a just an observation. No, you know, that's a, that's one of those things where I think there's no right right or wrong answer. You just have to find you, the yours. pocket where, what, where you know you're just in the zone. Right, right. And um, for me, it's like I think uh, I found a weird – technique that when I don't do it it's like it's not a huge deal but I do notice something uh my pre-show warm-up like if I'm on a showcase I will crank like 80s heavy metal for like an hour or two before the show yeah and that just gets me in this kind of one of the best decades best (laughs) decade of music in my opinion some 90s also you know like I love the Foo Fighters I'll Mm -hmm. jam to them you know um so that's a little that's cool a little peek into like your Kind of like warm up, My psyche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, real quick, the, this, this, this. Look at how many fucking cigarettes and cigars are in this Disney. Movie. Well, you can tell it's eighties because they're <laughs> endorsed. You know, they're at a bar drinking, smoking. The guy's got a knife. Look at this. He's gonna jack that guy. <laughs> As in stab him, <laughs> not the other kind of. Whoa! He threw a knife. I was right. <laughs> And I haven't seen it, but <laughs> he's about to get jacked too. Oh, oh, the chick's blowing a cigarette and uh, smoke in his face, you know. So she's, oh, nice cartoon cleavage. That's disturbing. <laughs> yeah, mouse <man>. cleavage. <laughs> Actually, rat. They look like rats. Rat cleavage. You know? All right, thanks for I'll giving. You, you just gave me the 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 name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we got some write-ins that I wanted to get to. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Just just had one come in right now. This is good stuff, people. Thanks for uh, playing along. Um, this says, episode 10, stolen idea. Um, it says, we need compensation at Pepto.com. I think this is my buddy Pat. Shout out to Pat. This is Pat. I recently enjoyed watching episode 10 of your YouTube series, The Doot Tube on the YouTube. I cannot help but think that Disney Marvel's MCU... WandaVision on Disney Plus is a complete ripoff of your idea on episode 10. This is a hard thing to explain to a guest. I, I did a 25-minute interview with me and myself doing, like, double green screen. I got really into green screens. Nice. So I scripted out a thing, 
And in the end of the video, I pull out like a shotgun and shoot my other self using like video effects and stuff. It's it's really complex. And it took me and my friend Pat about um, it was like a three month ordeal. I'll show you a clip what, when we're to, done. To, it took that much to just to get that effect. That well, long? not only that, but like, like, cause I would like be like, I think what how did I do? I answered, I ant, I I gave like wrote down the questions on like a big piece of paper, put it in the middle of the floor, right, and then I just went, so what is your thing? And then I go, oh, I'm so glad you asked that. Okay. And then when I went back, like I was alter ego answering the questions yeah so it, it's a hard process to explain but there was a lot of pauses in order to get the full length clip down and i attempted it a couple times so we had to cut out the awkward silence the other microphone from hearing me it dude there was a lot and and all the special <laughs> effects there was stuff that we did with my hands that like like lightning God, bolts I gotta and see shit. this dude it's fucking you, great send, send me the link i will i, I will and, but, and so he, he, oh sorry go ahead well i was gonna say it's just like a gem like i kind of i haven't really been too vocal about this project because when you do see it people seem to appreciate it more than if i was shoving it down your throat oh yeah but because then you're they're just sort of organically going into it rather than okay here we go right yeah. and then i have something creative about me i guess that's it's that creative fire, man. It's oh, like, yeah. and it comes out. So what what was his question though? He was saying it was a he rip said it was like they... a rip off to. I I've started to watch Wandavision, but I don't really see what he's drawing a like a correlation to. Um, I I doubt you do either. So thanks for writing in, but we're just gonna <laughs> skip that one. Yeah, I got nothing for that. Um, okay, so I asked people to. Write in trippy questions for Jeff Cohen. This one's from Eric. It says, what is the universe to you? Well, Matt, you know, I, I think it is a, this is like driver's ed. You know, people have said we're in a simulation. I think it's, what, now I don't know for the listeners how many, again, I got, I went through driver's ed when I was 15, 16 years old. This would have been 1984, 85. That's how long ago. And you had to, before they let you go out in an actual car mm -hmm. on the street, uh, which that was a disaster too, they had these booths along the side of just giant like fiberglass molds of a car and you sat in and it wasn't, there was no realism. It was like this old like 1971 film and you had to like... You, you know, had to kind fake of, like, it out? Yeah, they, they had like a, a real steering wheel, but not with power steering. It was old rack and pin, so it's like... to. You had to like wrench your entire body weight to the, move the thing, just to move the thing. Yeah, what the fuck? And you'd you'd eat shit, you know, all through it, and it was frustrating. But then when you got in the real car, it's like, oh man, I, I can I can just this Pivot is easy. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I think that's what this universe, the our consciousness, the the uh, used to play D and D. They called this the prime material plane of existence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a bad driver's ed simulation. <laughs> That's we, what the universe we, is? And when we go to the afterlife, whatever that is, it's like, all right, cool, real car. Oh, my God, this is so much easier. Interesting. Because we went through the tougher training down here. Huh. So this is training. Yeah, this is training. I, I, th I always thought that, like, we're inside of a living thing. That's Ooh. 
Because, like, if you look at, like, the, a map of the universe, it also looks kind of like like brain neurons, like, oh, in a weird way. So I always thought it, it would be cool if we were, like, a bacteria in someone's yeast infection. You know what, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if the map, uh, because I know what you're talking about, you get, like, this little squiggly line and then this kind of splinter thing. Mm -hmm. That just fits mine better because it's the kind of the broken the piece of fire well it's the broken fiberglass on the inside of the simulator oh all right but i don't know your your thing see you could do both you could mesh you could them both. now i've never done dmt or anything i thought you said you have no i have i what i've said is okay on stage yeah i joke about it but i never have okay i have friends that are constantly like uh <laughs> come on cone you gotta do some dmt sometime man come we'll come over we'll i'll be your trip sitter and I'm like, I don't fucking trust you, Need you, a man. spirit guide. <laughs> a spirit guide. Yeah, you know? Like, what if I never come back, you know? Like, I'm afraid of that. I Yeah, well, I've never done DMT, but loads of acid and shrooms and stuff like that. All right, so you... Yeah, I mean, I've, I've... Dude, and like, I had this Memorial Day trip this year. I just ate way too many powerful shrooms. Everyone that ate them... I got... end up getting sick. This guy's girlfriend was like, I gotta go to the fucking hospital. And I'm, like, talking her off the edge while I'm, like, fuck, I'm about to go. <laughs> but I, I remember just sitting in a hammock squeezing a water bottle. And, like, it, it was just way too intense. So now when I eat mushrooms, however little it is, there's this onset, like, nauseating thing. Oh, because it's, like... It, the depth perception was so fierce. Um, <clears throat> but I've never understood, like... I have friends that like DMT as well. What... I don't really want to experience that. Yeah. From what I hear, it's like, how much more enlightened do I need to be? <laughs> I know. It's like uh, the guy who first recommended it to me, you know, <laughs> kind of approached me like, see, Cone, your problem is you've never done DMT and you don't know what I know. I'm like, what if I don't want to know? Like, well, who yeah. are you to tell me what? <laughs> Talk about cult. Yeah, I know. It, it does feel weirdly preachy. Well, yeah, when I was in the cult... People, friends of mine on the outside that were either normal believers in God or just sort of in a mellow way or like a hardcore atheist, whatever, whatever somebody believed, I remember them telling me that the, the worst thing about this cult is that you're acting as though you guys have the truth and nobody else does. You know? Exactly. It's yeah. like that authoritarian. You're on your shit. high horse of some level. Yeah. Yeah. But now these people, the ones who, yeah, get get off your, get away with your holier than now. They're the ones who are holier than thou. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny how that works, huh? I know. I, I would think that DMT would, and it probably does for a lot of people, but it would make you more mellow to be like, oh, yeah, I don't As need to. As in like shedding an ego kind of? Sh shedding the ego, but also kind of like, oh, okay, um, I had this cool experience and yeah, like I'd like to share it with my friends, but they don't have to, you know, what experience I mean? like, the exact same thing. Yeah. Or, yeah. I know what you mean, but like to each their own kind of philosophy. You know? Yeah. But, um, so to me, like eating shrooms with a couple buddies, that's more of like communal than like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be fucked up drooling on my own deck, you know, for fucking 10 minutes <laughs> and not know who I am. And I see God or whatever. And it's like, great. I watched a, a YouTube video where there's a couple different ones where um, 
a friend is videotaping. I keep saying taping. There's no tape anymore, <laughs> but videoing. Yeah, I, I get in the same. Yeah. Um, their friend on a salvia trip. Yeah. <laughs> and, <it's> all... <laughs> and again, the, the wish there was the a visual. camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're drooling and arms flapping, and it looks horrific. Yeah. Uh, there, there's actually a website. You should, if you have time and you want to just get tripped out from reading this. Uh, so the website's called Erowid Vault, E-R-O-W-I-D Vault. And then they have all these different A to Z, every drug and substance listed. And you can click on them. And film the peop- and see the people doing no, it? No, there's not like, oh. not yet anyway. I, I haven't looked in a while. But what it is is, so let's say I click on Salvia Divinorum A, and it, what it does is it tells you, here's the molecule that makes up that Oh, it's and like then, a chemistry background yeah. of what it's supposed to like. But also like where it's found. And then at the bottom, it says trip reports, negative experiences, bad trips. You click on any of those, and then there's like all these people that uh, write about what happened to them in the trip. Wow. And it's horrific sounding. <laughs> it's like I, my brain was split open, and uh, this demon god told me that the me that I thought I was all this time was fake, and now this is the new, the real me, and this is the true reality, and it's hell, and uh, it felt like I was stuck in there for 25 years, and um, and then just when I thought I would never go back to the old reality, everything started kind of, you know, I came back. And I looked at the clock, and four minutes had passed. Right. I mean, <laughs> I had a buddy Taylor that would, he would give out like weed and salvia for free, but he had to film you do it. <laughs> and like, he did he make I, fun of you while it was going on? Or oh my you? god, yeah. I mean, well, I never did. I never tripped off salvia. I don't know what it was. It just I tried it once or twice. And I'm, like, looking in the clouds, like, here, is there going to be, like, an airplane? <laughs> yeah. and, and nothing happened to me. I don't know what that was about. But um, there was one where our two buddies, like, one, he just kept putting his hand on our other friend's leg. And the other guy would push it off. And then he kept <laughs> doing it. So, like, that was the one where we were, like, um, yeah, that was very interesting. And and it was just great. Uh, his laptop ended up getting stolen because I've been, like, dude, you – you don't have them backed up on anything. Those those videos are priceless because you get to see people come out of it, and you're like, oh, yeah, there he is. There's Noah. Yeah, you can like see in the eyes when they snap back. Yeah, they don't have <laughs> shark eyes anymore. Um, all right, another. Sorry, that is... was quite a rabbit trail. No, no, no. Hey, we're we're free to do whatever the fuck yeah. we want. Um, this is from Arizona. I'm going to be in Arizona this week. Um, this episode's actually dropping today. So usually oh, cool. I'll, I'll wait and release it Sunday so people can listen to it at the beginning of the week. Yeah. If you release it on Friday, no one's going to fucking listen to it. Look. Yeah, they're all off doing whatever. Exactly. Fucking. <laughs> and Fuck. salvia tripping. Uh, this is the pilot. This is, uh, we are currently cruising at uh, altitude. That's that one. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, a lot of... It's, yeah, but you have to go... Uh, I was going to go... Uh, fucking... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is your pilot. Uh, yeah, they do They do the... Uh, the um, it, this, this one says, it's from Arizona. I'll be in Arizona next week. Uh, Joey Gutos Music is having me on his corn stream AZ. It comes out every... 
first and third Wednesday of the month, so be sure to check that out and uh, go check out Joey Guto's music. Uh, we will be recording uh, an episode of the podcast down there. Uh, this one is coming from Arizona. It says, which came first, chicken or the egg? What, what do you think, Jeff? Mm. Uh, I'm going with egg. Egg? Uh, because... That's when I get up in the morning. That's the first thing, you know. Eggs, you know, scrambled eggs. <laughs> you don't chicken grill meat. chicken. You no, do no. Egg first. And sometimes I don't even have chicken for. I like it. It's one of my favorite foods. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this reminds me of a. Uh, mm, who's the Jimmy Schubert? Fantastic comedian, Comedy Central specials. Mm-hmm. He's been on HBO the whole bit. And first time I saw him, he's doing a bit about. And I'm going to butcher it, but he goes, yeah, so I go to Denny's, and they serve me, they, they got a chicken omelet. Chicken, the egg and the chicken, that's too much chicken! <laughs> In one thing, let make split it into two different things, you know, and um, that's what I thought of when you brought that up. Okay. So I, I go egg. Okay. Um, this one's, next one's coming in from Arthur, um, spelled like the aardvark. It mm. says, what is your least favorite state like U.S. state to perform stand-up comedy. Oh man! Yeah, I mean they people <laughs> right here in Colorado. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, see, that's tough because I've I've traveled a little bit, and um, man, they've all been real. God, I I don't want to sound like I'm weaseling out. No, like, no, no, uh, no. I mean, I I I just told people your uh, comedian was going to be on, so I figured yeah. there'd be a couple questions like this. There always is. Um, here, I, I guess say, I understand what you're saying because when I go down to Colorado Springs to perform comedy, yeah, I don't give a fuck if I bomb or not, and yeah. and because it's like, who who cares? These people don't know who like they can't trace me back to Denver, so I get this like <laughs> right. freedom pass a little bit. So I yeah I don't know I like so I have performed. In Colorado, New Mexico, Georgia, and Texas so far, just those four. That's it? And Yeah. Okay. Because I've done, I do so much of it just around here. Oh, yeah. And, but I tell you, the minute I get a car, I'm going, I'm, I don't even care where I'm going. I'm just going to get in that thing and go and yeah. try to find gigs. Um, but I would say that the, the favorite, the least favorite part of Colorado that I've performed. Oh my God. Okay. I'll tell you this story. Sterling, Colorado, nothing wrong with that city, but it was the strangest gig. Um, me and Stephen Young got recruited by, um, an LA comic named Andy Kern shout out. Um, and, uh, he, the gig was, it was the Sterling, Colorado Elks club, 100th anniversary celebration in a gymnasium. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think it was the Elks Lodge, but it, where we performed looked like a gymnasium. And it was all these, it was a sea of 80, 90-year-old people. Uh, <laughs> and I'm the MC of the show, and I'm like, hey, what's up, everybody? Sterling, Colorado! <laughs> you know, whatever. And these, these people are just like, hey, hey Bertle, what the, who's the, what, what, are we going to have music? <laughs> you know, and... Yeah. Uh, so it's like I had to do, you know, like a hot 10. And at that time, this was in 2015, so I had a okay. hot two at that time, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just up there bombing, just eating shit, you yeah. know. And then Steve goes up there. He's a crusher. Steve has great jokes. They they weren't even, 
he didn't get much more than I did, it didn't seem. I thought he had a great set, though. And then Andy comes up there, and for 45 minutes, he's just, like, trying to pull everything out of the trick book and, like, characters, impressions, jokes, like, 30-plus years of jokes and just killer stuff. And they're just like... (gasps) Well, it's probably because they were like, we have a surprise for you. And no one knew they were going to see stand-up. That's what it sounds well, like. Well, yeah, I, th- I don't think stand-up <laughs> was on the docket. But they, but here's the thing. Number one, they all stayed there for the entire thing. And at the very end, so I, Andy finishes, I go back up to the stage and go, well, hey, that's been our show. Thanks for coming out. Da-da-da. Good night. You know. So then we all go to the back and we're hanging out. And then one by one, every single 80, 90-year-old person in the audience came up and said, you gentlemen were hilarious. Thank you. Oh, this was the best. Such great entertainment. You know, shaking our hands. So they just didn't us. have energy to like yeah, they're just cough the, out a laugh. Like, <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like it was the equivalent of um, like if you've ever done those vape shows, vape lounge down in the Springs, no. it's like a room full of stoners. Is it next to the and, reptile store? Um, that, was, that was a knock on Colorado Springs. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> Could have been. If, if you've gone well, to no, the reptile the, store, you've gone too far. Go ahead. Right. Um, well, so there was a place called the Speakeasy Vape, vape Lounge, mm-hmm. and that was the first one I got booked on by uh, Jeffrey Peterson, the 420 mm-hmm. comic out of Las Vegas now. Um and he warned me. He says, "Now, when you go up on stage, you know, yeah, do your jokes and just just be in your own zone. Don't don't try to listen for the laughs, but every now and then look at the people, because you'll notice they're not physically laughing. But if you look at their face, they're their sitting energy. there. They're going because yeah. uh, <laughs> they're baked. Okay, know? okay. But that w- it was the same thing with the old people. So yeah. anyway." And well, I know what you mean because there's times when like you don't get like the roar laughter, but you can yeah. tell that people are very much invested in what you're saying. Yeah, but but that Sterling crowd, I could <laughs> you could not tell, and I'm just like, oh, I'm sweating up here, you know. It and is yeah. a weird feeling, just <clears throat> yeah. But I mean, it, not really bombing. I mean, it sounded like you did better. It's, it's just, just like, but like when I look at the, um, I mean, I didn't video it or anything, but. Uh, I have like garbled, muffled audio from it, you know. Or, you, or oh, because it not was in anymore, your but I used to. Yeah, it was in my. Po- <laughs> I yeah. forgot to. I'm like, I'm gonna record my set now. I put the the thing on the stool, oh, but yeah. I had it in my pocket. Um, yeah, no, I I was bombing. <laughs> yeah. Even though what I said about them, uh, because when I listen to my set, I'm like, yeah, I I, I just didn't have the chops back then. I would just get. What do you mean back then? How long have you been doing stand up? Um, I started in 2012. I've been doing. It I did eight, not eight know. Years, I yeah. thought it was longer than that for you. No, well, it'll be coming up on nine years. Um, and when really, um, I didn't start doing it hardcore until middle of 2014. The first okay, that's two, where you got like yeah. the kick, and you because I I tell people like I found jokes from 2016, and I'm like, yeah, that's like definitely one of the first, but then. Before the pandemic, I mean, when we had El Chirito, it was yep. like a fun, it was just easy, you know, to go oh, and yeah. hang out. Just do it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I guess only until you start like doing that, stuff doesn't start to click. And I'm, I'm probably, I feel like it's still, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I know. I'm, I feel like I'm getting the hang of a whole lot of stuff with my act and who I am on stage and all that, you know, just everything you have to figure out. Um, 
But there's just days, like when I came back from that spring show the other night, I'm like, God, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, so it's, you know, I have to kind of look at it as, well, it's always going to be a work in progress, and don't compare yourself to somebody else. Yeah. Because there's newbies that have been, like, they're a year in, and they're crushing harder than me consistently. Right. And it would be easy to go, oh, man, I don't compare. Fucking, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I guess... To me, it's closing the gap of percentage of attempts and failures. And sure, yeah. every missed attempt is a failure. So you start mm, to weasel exactly. it down. Yeah. Because I, I think the best advice I got recently, meaning like a year ago, but it's really still in there, um, is that um, you should never look at bombing as failure. Uh, bombing is feedback. Yeah. Well, even failure, so to speak, is feedback. And if you just look at the like when I back up I go wait a minute you know when I the day that I stepped on that first stage that was a massive victory for me right because I'd spent my whole childhood and teen years and 20s most of my 30s being absolutely terrified of public speaking much less uh stand-up right so it's just pulling thoughts basically I mean it's so everything from that point on is gravy so there's no point where I don't think any of us should ever beat ourselves up for anything we try on stage as long as you're going up on stage. Yeah. So you want to try to grow, but, you know. For sure. There was a time, um, I keep bringing up Chirito, but it was a great place to try new things out. I, I went there once trying to bomb with <laughs> no material. You know, I mean, I literally practiced nothing. And there was a weird... Um, like fight or flight type of mentality that like started to take over. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it. Did you feel kind of like almost frozen in a sense? No, no, no. It, more... it, it was it was freeing. It was. I I know comics have played like walk the room or whatever. Yeah. Where you try and get people to get up out of their chairs and get out of the fucking comedy room. And uh, <clears throat> the problem with me is that with Chirito, I would always go like last, so there's no one in the seats anyway. But um, it was kind of that mentality where it's like, I'm going to go up here with nothing prepared. And it actually turned out to be a little bit better than... Because if you're already starting at a point where you're yeah, feeling, I, then you start to excel. It's Yeah, I know what you mean, the way you worded it that way. It's like there's something that started... And you're right, it was, it was Chirito and Lion's Lair mostly where it was the first time I started getting free... And I have this thing that I call Free the Beast, where I'll just start going off on a trail and talk about my Craigslist shit and all the weird stuff. <laughs> and and it's like, so like one of my biggest critics, um, speaking of Anthony Armstrong, because mm-hmm. um, oh. we started around the same time, and he'd come up to me and he'd be like, man, Cohen, you got no confidence. Get some balls, man. Get some confidence up here. And at first I took it as, hey, man, quit yelling at me, man. You know. Yeah. And then I realized it's like, no, he's he's honestly trying to help, and and but then, but he would sit and just practically mean mug me in those oh, days. Oh, for sure. He would just be like, you know. But then at El Chirito one night, I just start going off. I just let myself go free on this rabbit trail, um, and he is like falling out of his chair laughing because, and he goes, "Dude, that's the shit yeah. you got to do, Cone," because. That's the real you. That's the stuff that we want to know how weird you are and how you celebrate that. And, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's what you're talking about is he, that you just get freed up. Yeah. I remember one time I was at Devin's Scar Bar 
Um, and he was just, I think he might have been hosting with Bear instead of Crawford. Yeah, he did that a couple times, yeah. Yeah, and he was just sitting in the front, and he just raises his hand, and like an idiot, I called on him. And then and then I go up, and he goes, this shit ain't funny, motherfucker. He did that. Uh, oh. I know he used to get into it with like uh, Nikolai Roscoe. I heard there was some oh, entertaining man. back and forth between them. I mean, hindsight, you know, looking in the re-review is way more 2020 than like if I could have him in the audience now. I would sure. say, who do you think you are? The fucking kings of comedy. Like he dresses really fucking. Oh, he he's like a style master. Like the <laughs> yeah. so we did a, we did that showcase in Sedalia. He was hosting it. He had on like this maroon, uh, you know, sport coat, maroon pants, black shoes, like maroon hat. pimp hat yeah. with a feather in it. Did it really? And sunglasses <laughs> at night. The, just the whole deal, and um, I forgot who it was, but he, uh, oh, Alex Vaughn, uh, newer guy in the scene, but like really funny, mm-hmm. and he's trying some new material, and now this is a showcase, and there's a crowd, and um, he's over here, and Alex tries some stuff, and he, he, it might be a little too wordy or something, with, you know, it's not quite polished. And then from over here, he goes, come on, man, get to your fucking point. <laughs> and he, I'm, he goes, I'm trying to. And now they're arguing back and forth. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, you know, later I was thinking, yeah, that might not. First of all, it's his showcase. He can run it the way he wants. Sure. But that might be a good, it's a good exercise, you know, because. Because it's not expected. Yeah, not expected. So yeah. how are you going to deal with being thrown that Real pressure. little grenade? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Well, it's funny because you had a moment with Brian Evans a couple days ago when I talked to him about it. <laughs> hey, oh, roommate man. Nick, say what's up. Hey, hey how you doing? <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, it, dude, I was talking to Brian Evans. I was like, dude, you, it, it was deafening how much trouble was turned. And, like, I pride myself on this thing sounding good, like the podcast oh, yeah. and all this shit. Nice. And so when he was on stage, it was piercing, deafening. I told Brian, because you were like, yeah, tell him to turn the treble down and just ramp that mid-range up. And he's doing it on stage. And then Jeff just goes, turn down the treble. And Brian goes, it's a fucking open mic. Fuck you, Jeff. It's (laughs) a fucking open mic. I go, yeah, but I'm just... uh." Well, he said that there was some sort of like outdoor... uh, Was it Brad Galley's deal? Or was it Lewis's outdoor... He said there was some sort of exchange, and ever since then, he's like, oh, it's just all in good fun that we try and fuck with each other. And I was laughing yeah. my dick off when it was happening. I was like, this <sighs> well, is Well, me great. and Brian, too, we'll get the, – the thing about us is um, we can be having this great cordial conversation, and then one of us will get triggered, and now we're in a heated <laughs> argument about just bullshit. And then I realize – I'm like, what's going on here? And I realize that it's that thing of where – Something's bugging you suddenly about that person, but it's the annoying thing in you. Yeah, so it's like because you don't let have, it go, right? Yeah, like yeah. he and I have so much similar, <laughs> probably with each other that we'll just all of a sudden get into this weird thing, and then one of us or the other has to kind of okay, come on, like snap out of it, and then we're back. to Yeah, normal. but it was funny because um, during his set, that whole thing went down, and then. I, someone could argue that he was being very disrespectful to the next comics on stage and then I was like I can't wait for Jeff to go up and then he fucking left because he had to catch his bus and <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like fuck man that was gonna be great and I like I think I still ragged you, on him yeah but you like you, you you tell that you were like prepped and you're ready for it and then 
whoops, he just slips out of the door. Was that the night that they had that funeral party in the back of the room? <laughs> there, there was this whole crowd of people. No, 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 no. But you, okay. I think you told me about this. Yeah. They, well, because what was going on is that um, it was just hard to do the mic because it was just insane. They're, they're you know, they're going who, through their who thing. Who asked... Who fucking died? Who? Someone? Alex Vaughn. That was. <laughs> yeah, he started trying to talk shit to them, like, mm-hmm. which, which I get. He's trying to like play off of what's going on, like, uh, hey, give it up for funerals or whatever. <laughs> I forgot what he said because I came in on the tail end of his set. But he's a nice oh, kid. Oh my god, yeah, he really is. Did he just, super, super. He smart. just moved to Denver, right? He, um, maybe a year, year and okay. a half ago, something like that. I might be wrong, but uh, yeah, real sharp and like he's only been doing comedy a couple years yeah. but like he's you can tell he all he's tuned in as a he used to be a huge fan you can tell yeah because yeah. people who are huge fans like that yeah. they they come with shit already in the pocket like me i i don't know when i look back at 2012 god i had nothing and i was just trying to figure out even how to i didn't know what a setup versus a punchline was uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah but he already, know you, you know what I'm saying? He already yeah, yeah. kind of has already had that, some in his pocket, the rhythm, sure. the tone, the writing. Right. And it's just a matter of getting a little more confident and a little more, um, like, the right rhythm or whatever it is. But like all of us, you know. Yeah. So he asked who fucking died here or something, and everyone was wearing <laughs> black. And yeah. didn't wasn't there an exchange between the audience and himself? Yeah, what, or was it someone after him? Well, it continued after him, but he definitely was the... He opened up again because, like, so I'm only relaying to you what he told me and what I observed <laughs> as I was coming in. Okay, because I was catching. I came in late, and it was kind of the tail end of his set, and it it seemed like he was sort of regathering and kind of resetting the room. And he was like, uh, it was kind of like I walk in, and he's like, "Whew!" Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> now that we're over that bullshit, hopefully. And then he was telling jokes, and but he told me later what it was that. He goes, uh, is there a funeral? Who died? And they're like, we're having a real funeral, motherfucker. You know, something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Because he thought it was... Uh, was it a hangover? That was the hangover bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's where I heard this story. And it was, like, largely Latino, right? It was, wasn't was it a Latino? Yeah, mostly, because it's a, that Sloan's Lake neighborhood, so yeah, yeah. a lot of Latino people over on that side of town. And, uh, yeah, they had... Um, and I never... Um, really interacted with them, so I don't know who died. <laughs> you know, right, if it right. Was an uncle or something like that. My my uh, deal. But like for me, I made the decision to be like you know, everybody. It's how the squire used to be on Colfax, where most of the time it was just mayhem, mm-hmm. and the people around the bar were just shouting over each other, and there were all the crazies off Colfax coming in. And you yes, so you're to, not really practicing your material. You're practicing yeah. something else. It's like you're practicing how to get something going in the room and try to maintain it. That's how I see it. Anyway. Yeah, and, and even uh, if it's like the whole bad publicity is good pu- It's like if you can get those kind of like scenarios, like their attention, you've kind of won in a way. Because if you go oh, up yeah. there and do your knock-knock shit, whatever – People are going to be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, and so my favorite uh, thing that happened at the Squire is that everybody's going up there. They're trying to either shout over the crowd or do their material anyway, whatever it is. Nothing was getting anything. Dick Black goes up there, and he just grabs the mic and... 
just, like just looks around the room dead silent yeah for five minutes didn't say a word people started awkwardly people started, laughing all of a sudden the room started like volume in the room started you know calming down yeah pretty soon it was dead silent they're all looking at him like what, what was he doing what's going on you know and then he looks at his uh, phone and he goes I've been Dick Black you've been great good night <laughs> and the room just bursts out laughing yeah and it's like holy shit it, there's so many levels of what is made inter- that happen yeah. yeah I know what you mean that's a very yeah that's a hard one to kind of break down there's there's times in like this one joke I have now where you, I have to tell myself don't say anything for and I have to count to seven in my head oh wow and it's a long, awkward break, but it's it's well worth it. I mean, because people, you, you start to see the laugh develop throughout the room, and then I hit another punchline. Sure, so. yeah. But, like, so that's what sort of, like, seeing Dick Black do that and then watching the great Ben Kronberg at all kinds <laughs> of different venues and stuff. And well, just he like, doesn't really do, like, traditional stand-up anymore. He does, like, the plug in his phone to the set. But it's still it's joke, funny joke, joke. shit. But he's still doing setup punchline. I mean, it's like yeah, he he's very artistic and experimental. He's but, been on what Conan was it? Oh yeah, Conan. He's he's had two Comedy Central specials. Really? And he's been just all over the place. And he's like, I I think of him as the Zen master mm-hmm. of comedy because he's just so pure with the art form and what's important. He's about he's a very welcoming and like a, yeah, great a glue to like. So I got to go see. Um, with Adrian, was it Adrian Garcia? Somebody? Mesa, Adrian Mesa, Mesa from yes. Miami. Yeah, uh, I got to go with him, Charlie Cohen, and then Jeff. Um, sorry, Albright. No, no, no. Who were we just talking about on Conan? Uh, ben Kronberg. Yes, Kronberg. So we we went and saw Rocky's game together, and that because he he oh, was like, I'll tell you, like right now, I sat down and he goes. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. So I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. like explain baseball to him. He, uh, the first time I met him, actually, I met him at Mutiny, and it, it was just great because we were just hanging out, um, and uh, he's like, um, he's, I think he'd seen me around. He knew I was a comic. He goes, yeah, you going over to Squire after this? I go, nah, nah, I got to get home, and I've got a deadline tomorrow. He goes, okay, yeah, cool, man. I'll see you later. He goes, hey, man, so let me ask you something. Like, do you love this art form stand-up comedy i go oh yeah dude and he goes yeah do you do you love it to the point where if you never make it big or make much money at it would you still do it i go oh hell yeah he goes even like if it's at some retirement village when you're like 89 <laughs> years old i'm like oh fuck it dude i'm still i'll find some way to do it and he goes yeah man don't ever lose that's the most important thing i i have like what just keeping three, it fun three pieces of advice uh, keep that love for it, and that way you'll always be growing. You know, uh, number two, always keep it fun. Number three, if you're ever in Portland, Oregon, they have the best community of stripper culture. <laughs> That's what I've There's heard. There's a st- strip club, and it's what it is: is that they they don't look at strippers, you know, kind of sideways or look down on them. They're part of the community, and so there's this really great. Uh, and I forgot, you know. What, uh, but that was his third piece of advice. That to was you. his third piece of advice. <laughs> Go to Portland. Yeah, get you know the best stripper club is the 
the Prairie Dog something. I forgot the name <laughs> of it. Prairie Dog Pub or whatever. And he goes, it's like, yeah, they, they'll come and hang with you. And they have they'll like shoot a, the shit. If real. you show up early, you get the uh, the prime rib. Um, special. Special. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's so down to earth and chill, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, yeah. So uh, he. Um, sorry, I don't mean to get long winded, but. No, uh, no, no. The point was that. Watching him and kind of hearing that advice. <clears throat> and then um, seeing it come to fruition. And when seeing he, how yeah. he would do his thing. It gave me some tools of, hmm, all right, I've noticed that the everybody's trying to match or compete at this energy level. Mm-hmm. So that funeral show at Hangover, I decided, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna go up there. And in my mind, I said, I'm going to pull a Billy Bob Thornton. If you ever see that interview with him on QTV in mm-hmm. Canada... Well, the the interviewer was supposed to stay away from certain questions because... Him and Angelina or something? No, no. It was... So Billy Bob is part of a kind of like this rockabilly blues band called the Boxmasters. And so it was him and the three band members on the interview. And so he told the producer, hey, do me a favor. When you're introing us, I want to give the spotlight to my band members, not just me being a famous actor. Can you avoid any reference to being Uh, an actor, at least mm -hmm. till we get going, you know, maybe 10 minutes in? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, we won't we won't do any actor stuff. And so right out of the gate, uh, QTV, we've got Billy Bob Thornton, famous actor, director. He goes right to the what he told them not to do. So Billy Bob decided to just fuck with him <laughs> painfully for the entire interview. So he'd go, uh, so Billy Bob, when did you, I didn't realize that you were a musician. When did you start in music? Um, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, when did you start music? Was it as a kid? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> and he's just like this real monotone-ish kind of uh, impish. Super dry. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to go up on stage like that to kind of playfully fuck with this audience. So I go up and I'm I'm like, um, I don't like flying. I was freaking out when we hit this turbulence and this lady next to me, um, I, I was so terrified that she started praying for me. She said, oh, Lord, would you please let this chicken shit white boy calm the fuck down? I'm trying to read Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, she wasn't even an African-American lady, <laughs> but I can't do a Ukrainian accent. And, okay, so nobody in the... So I just did the my what I consider my cheesiest, like, worst jokes sure, from sure. 2014. But just do that but voice. in that, yeah. not just voice, but not make... Just, like, being, looking down and all that. And um, the... People that were toward the front, all of a sudden they were all paying attention, and it cracked them up. It kind of worked. Interesting. Yeah. It is weird, like, throwing shit in the wind like that. Yeah. You know? But I think what it is, it's that, that thing where you when, when there's this energy all night, and you can come mm-hmm. in and go complete opposite. And I combat think, it, yes. Yeah. yeah. But just the act of doing that will get you laughs. Because you're different. You right, know? right, right. And... It, yeah, it's you're not like falling into the rhythm of everyone else. You're being some sort of individual yeah. that people can cling on to. Um, here, here's another one. Okay. We always get potty jokes, so or stuff. So okay. bear with me. It says it says besides your dick and your face, 
where's the next place you would not want a rash? Let's just put butt out of the picture too. Oh, okay. Uh, dick face and or, butt and butt. Dick face butt. <laughs> I just love saying dick, dick face butt. Face. butt. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Dick face dick butt. Face butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I played bass with them a couple years ago. They're pretty good. Uh, they they were a good outfit. I uh, they opened for Bob Hope on the USO tour back in '42. Uh, um, um, you know, well, hands? I I say chest. Yeah. Because like. Um, Man, I chronically had really bad acne across my chest when I was in my early 20s. And I remember I would, at my apartment complex, Chesney. I loved, it's called Chesney. Backney and Chesney. Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy, um, this uh, fellow musician at the time, Bill Terrell, R.I.P., um, mm-hmm. he started saying, Cone, you're gross with that chest pizza. Put a shirt on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say why I had my shirt off. But, uh, <laughs> But it was just, oh, I mean, it was like really painful and just a big nuisance. So, yeah. For certain. So, chest for you. Chest for me. Yeah. I would say, I guess, like hands or feet. I've never had athlete's foot, I don't think. Mm. But that would probably be annoying as shit because you, I mean, unless you're sitting on your it. ass. Yeah. Athlete's foot is, uh, it's not fun. Of the um, penis or of your feet? No. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, had nothing on my penis. Um, One time I had Literally this... <laughs> nothing. Not even a woman, not, not, not breath or a hand. Or a Just vagina. cobwebs. No, yeah. Just cobwebs. Yeah. No, but no, on the bottom of my feet back in the 90s for a while, I had uh, some chronic athlete's foot and then, you know, got a medication for it. But yeah, it was... Oh, because it's that itch that then if you try Does to it burn scratch too? it, it well it starts to burn if you scratch it. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So one time I did have a rash like on my dick. It sucked, and 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 I went to this dermatologist, and he you know he looks at it and he goes, well you can relax because I know you're tense and it's not an STD. And I was like, thank fucking god. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I want you to go. I, I think I tried to make this into a joke. Basically, I went to the Foot Locker and, and got, like, Lotrimin. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's the athlete's foot shit. So it was basically, <laughs> basically the same thing. Hey, I got athlete's foot of the day. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know this. this uh, there was this older comedian from Cheyenne, Wyoming, who <laughs> loved that guy because he's reached that age. I don't know if it's age with him. It might be just the life he's lived, you know, mm-hmm. tougher guy. And he'll just walk in someplace like, hey, I got athlete's foot of my balls. You guys got something for that? Like, he doesn't even care <laughs> yeah, what anybody yeah. might think of him. I, well, love... what's the fucking point anyway? Right. I mean, I mean, people, like, who have you talked to that's been an audience member? Like, not like an avid audience member, but the, you go, the what was your, what was your favorite part? Uh, and they, no one can fucking remember anything. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, what, what, they they're remember, just there to laugh. I, what I've observed is... They remember who you are and how you were being on stage more than what Your the individual words. jokes are. Unless yeah. it's like a really great story that has like a almost like a movie. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and I mean at that point like if you have a special, you can refer to it, but yeah. It's hard to remember even your own jokes let alone someone fucking else's. Yeah. Yep, for sure. But yeah, uh 
Oh, and I would say for the rash thing, second place would be the taint. <laughs> See how I got it? <laughs> yeah, it's not that, the butt cheeks. It taints the invit- balls. It taint the ass. <laughs> it's right in the middle. <laughs> okay. Very uncomfortable if you're wearing jeans. Um, this is the last ride in, and I think I know who it's from. <laughs> uh, it says, what's the craziest thing you've done in a hotel room? Oh, boy. I, I know five people that could be. <laughs> well, craziest thing I've done in a hotel room, um, it was a five-way with uh, those well, people. it would be a six-way with you. Six-way. Yeah, <laughs> six-way. Well, let, okay, I have to think about that. Um, hmm. I, I This is from a friend that I've – this this is the statute of limitations is eight or ten years, something like that. Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what, I, I vandalized you... the fuck out of like so. Basically, I I know he wants me to tell the story. So if you could, okay, I thought it was somebody who knew me and knew about <sighs> some of my hotel shenanigans. <laughs> okay, all right. So I've been watching um, you, bro. I'm just trying to think. See, here's the thing: the the craziest hotel stuff I've done is just you know maybe kinky sex stuff when I've hooked up with <laughs> um and I used to like put ads out on Craigslist and. Women and meet up there and, and meet up yeah. yeah 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 like because it's like and i used to think you know is it really the is it a sex addiction um and i i did therapy and the my therapist was like you know what it sounds like it's not necessarily a sex Active addiction sex, yeah. because you have like a normal it sounds like a normal sex drive um if it was a sex addiction you would be trying to get that every single night or whatever mm. and it, it really it might be a couple times a month or something he goes, what I think it is with you is you have an approval addiction and kind of a thrill-seeking mm. addiction, and it, sex happens to be one of the avenues. Yeah, well, comedy fits so, right in that lane. But I'm telling you, like, half the time, so the hookups, they were really great, really great gals that I met. So, uh, <laughs> quite a few of them are still friends. Good. Um, and... Um, but it was the on the way to the hotel where I'm just like, oh, because sure. it's, there's the danger element and it's that adrenaline. What if you get caught? Yeah, what if you get thing. caught? What if she kills me? You know, <laughs> I, and I have this thing legitimately, um, you know how like you'll see VH1 behind the music and it'll be like um, they're interviewing Malcolm Young and Angus Young and they're like, oh, yeah, boy. ACDC? Yeah, ACDC. Yeah, yeah. Then they'll be reminiscing about like, yeah, Bon Scott, he was just the sweetest guy and but a partier and we kind of knew that uh, one day we're going to wake up and read the paper that he died from alcohol, you know, that kind of story. So in my mind, I thought, yeah, man, maybe 15, 20 years from now, some old Denver comics will be sitting around going, oh, yeah, good old... Jeff Cohn, man, we knew he was going to get stabbed in a trailer park from one of these. <laughs> one of these, yeah. And and part of me wants to go out that way, like. Yeah, man, he's Craigslist in <laughs> it. Yeah, doing the Craigslist uh, now. Now there's, um, well, they came out with that law, and so Craigslist shut down their personal section. Really? So, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know that. In 2018, yeah. Um, I think they're going to overturn it because they found that... It's inst- a freedom of speech Well, yeah, thing. it's freedom of speech, but it's what they were trying to use it for was they wanted, and, and this is a good thing, they wanted to stop sex trafficking and that kind of thing. So they made the law such that if you were a website like Backpage or Craigslist or any of the others, uh, you could now be held liable if some somebody did get fucked up in... Oh, oh, so they would be, like, uh, associated with the guilty party? Yeah, exactly. 
<clears throat> so Craigslist said, "Hey, we we have Cause such they, a- okay because you found them through them. Yeah. So you, you bring it to court. They yes, they're guilty by association. Yeah. I guess even though the vast majority of people posting on Craigslist, it's all consensual, legal, and there's nothing shady. But Craigslist, Wait, just because there wasn't a huge disclaimer right in front of your face. Yeah, and and that's the thing. There is a disclaimer, but the execs at Craigslist said we're not going to risk the rest of this website. So okay. we're taking." They voluntarily took the personal. How many section. times do you think herpes went to court? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, can you can you sue for herpes? You know, I don't. Well, know. I don't yeah, that's a that's a strange question because how do you fucking prove that? Can, yeah, I don't I've know. heard of people suing people for STDs. I think. Hmm. I think the the only in my mind the only way that that you'd have legal precedent if you could show that that person knew they like, had it. Yeah, receipts, basically. And yeah, <laughs> receipts. Well, here's a picture of my genitalia before the encounter, and here's two days after that, and, and then here's the receipt. And then you see me walking into their house from the security camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically all this to say uh, I'm, I've switched entirely to sex robots and VR virtual reality. Now nobody can sue me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you, is so it, think, does it have like a normal name like Sarah or is it like QR thirteen? <laughs> no, I I, I I prefer Betsy. Betsy is kind of a <laughs> old school kind of sexy name. Yeah, know? yeah. It's like, uh, but I'll tell you, I honestly like sex robots. It's a great <laughs> idea and everything, but I will always just prefer the old school um, uh, analog. <laughs> and kind of the intimate feel of a blow-up doll, you know, because it's just—it's just, you know what I mean. Maybe that's nostalgia talking, you know. Oh my god! But um, so let's just—what was his question? We went way oh, off. Oh no, no, it's fine. He wanted me to. All right. Oh, the craziest thing you've done. Yeah, in a... I know. It's a friend that I vandalized the hotel room with. Oh, like, like fucking. Who, who did that? Like Led Zeppelin or something? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, who was, who was famous? Keith oh, Richards would Motley throw. Motley Crue. Yeah, Motley Crue. Yeah. Like all, Van Halen did it. Like all kinds of bands would trash their. Hotel. So I'll try and make this quick. And this goes out to my buddy Nick. I know exactly <laughs> who wrote this. Um, all right. So <clears throat> I was a senior in high school. And there was this Marriott off Yosemite that like my friend got a hotel room. And oh, was, I fucked in that hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, anyway, yeah. Sorry. No. Uh, so he was taking pictures with a blue backdrop for fake IDs. So oh. we were, we, yeah. <laughs> That's nice. And I had already gotten mine from him, but we were, he was cranking them out because he didn't like, obviously he didn't want to do it at his parents' house. Right. There was two. This is the moment I knew I was dumb. Is that like there was two like thirty five year old Mexican dudes and I was like you guys gonna go to the bar and they're like see uh, they were not going to the bar um, anyway so he rifled through about seven or eight people getting these fake IDs and they all left right. and we're like let's go put it to the test so we go to the store get a shit ton of beer whatever come back and I had these black cats and I was trying to convince them that like you could light these in water and they survive and it's like a depth charge oh yeah we used to do that with like the little the m80s uh would do that same thing exactly and if they had the green coating on the wick it'll it'll go into the water and they were like -uh." 
And I was like, <laughs> all right. So I told him to flush the toilet so I would, like, so it wouldn't splash everybody. I don't know what the fucking thing was, but they flush, I light, it goes zing, and just pops a hole in the toilet. <gasps> fucking water. Started, oh. So water's going all over the floor. And then we were starting to get a little more drunk. And then we we're doing it in the sink. And I guess when the toilet broke, we were like, it was carte blanche. We already fucked the toilet. Oh, we might as well <laughs> so, just yeah. wreck the rest of the room. Yes. So um, the next thing I did was I stabbed a pillow and fucking started having pillow fight. And then uh, the next thing we did, I was really into this thing called coning when I was a teenager where if there was construction, which a lot of places are doing construction, oh, yeah. you cone off and people turn around and whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a detour kind yeah, of Yeah, we were fucking throwing glass and plates at fucking cars and stuff that would pull over. Um, let me just get through this because... <laughs> no, this is great. I'm laughing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so then there was like a fake fireplace and... <laughs> We decided to like get all the phone books and Mormon Bibles, and we we created a fire where there was no chimney. Like it was, it oh, was no. only oh, for looks. Yes, yeah, so there was smoke <laughs> damage. There's all their utensils and shit are stabbed into the fucking grass right outside. There's broken fucking glass all over the fucking place in the street. There's feathers all throughout our room. It had to have been down, you know, because yeah. that's why I fucking cut it open. So one of our friends, he falls asleep early, and the, the the cherry on the top is that like I really had to take a shit, and um, oh, because man. the toilet was broken, <laughs> I had found the these two electrical boxes that was like the the diameter of like spreading your butt cheeks and crap <laughs> in between. So oh, no. so I shit in between there, and like <laughs> so we fucked the towels up too because I was like I'm gonna need something to wipe my ass with. So I, I, you know, wipe my butt with one of these fucking face cloths, and my friend is watching me do this. He's losing his mind, and so I decided to step up the psychometer a little bit. So I picked my shit up with the fucking towel, went to the next door neighbor, and like, what was it in the fucking like uh, with Moses? It's like paint the d door with the lamb's oh, blood. Oh, the blood, yeah, yeah over yeah. the doorway, the the Passover. Yeah, so do that on the doorknob was what I thought was funny. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I know you look at me different right there. No, no, well, <laughs> no. uh, the, I had a, um, I had these two roommates that um, <laughs> one of them moved out because he was getting married in a couple weeks. Yeah. The other, well, he, uh, this guy Tony, we called him. Uh, Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll say. Uh, so his name used to be, last name used to be Comfort, but it's short for Conforti, but we called him Scumfort. Scumfort wasn't a roommate, but he was friends. They were having a prank war between them that I didn't know about. And um, so Nielsen, the roommate who moved out, he would go, like, put uh, edge shave gel on his doorknob and stuff like that. And, yeah, yeah. And, and then, well, so Scumfort came by put peanut butter on every handle inside of our place because I still live there. Well, what Nielsen did was just epic level. He basically, while, while Scumfort was out on a job site, they still had the keys to each other's like places. Oh, so God. Nielsen drives over there. He took a shit in a Dixie cup, duct taped it to the ceiling, in his back bedroom closet, it, it was like a guest room, and for weeks, so it, yeah, it, it hid up there. It just stayed there for weeks, and then one day, like 
Scumford comes back for, and he's like, "What? I, what the hell?" Because he thought <laughs> when he first started faintly smelling it, he thought, "Oh, there's it like a me. sewer main or something yeah. backed up or whatever." And then, but then it just got so horrible. As he, he started growing mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he goes in there and he finally, and then when he finally, he just pukes all over his bedroom, and so then he has to up it and. Comes back to, you know, I get home from work and the, our place was just trashed and he had just like taken everything apart. And, and you got caught but, in the crossfire. Yeah, no, it wasn't me. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to join in on this shit. <laughs> and what I did to Scumfort, I am so proud of to this day because I think it was clever. It was not taking Too it up. malicious. In that yeah. What I had done is Scumfort had called me, even though I told him. He goes, hey, Cohen, what are you doing for Christmas? This is like mid-90s. He goes, yeah. yeah, I'm having a party at the house. And he called his trailer a house, by the way, which I find hilarious. <laughs> Dude, you live in a single-wide trailer in North Boulder. Um, and he goes, uh, yeah, we're having a Christmas party on the De- December 18th. Here's the address, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you dumbass, I've told you three times I'm flying back to Wisconsin. I'm not going to be there. But he gives me the address, and I'm like, oh, I know what I'm going to <laughs> I, I called the Kingdom Hall of the Jehovah's Witnesses and uh, got their voicemail, and I was like, um, hi, my, my name's Tony Comfort, and um, uh, I don't know. So you basically I, ordered like, a pizza to his house, but well, instead yeah. of pizza, it was... My plan was I was going to get the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormons to show up at his party, like, <laughs> as the party was starting, to see if they'd get in, like, a turf war or some kind of weird, uncomfortable thing. And, um, oh, both. But I couldn't get both. Ah. But the Jehovah's Witness did show up to his house right as the party was starting. And um, I found out about it weeks later after I got back. Yeah. He's like, hey, Cone, good one, man. Ha, ha, ha. You sent the Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm like, how'd you know it was me? <laughs> and it's because they have the like number on their call oh, ID. Oh, okay, okay. But I go, well, what happened? He goes, yeah, these lame JWs show up and they start, uh, well, are, are you Tony? Can, can we, we heard you're suicidal? Because oh I really poured God. it out. I'm like, I'm really depressed at Christmas and maybe <laughs> you guys can come and show me the light, you know, all this thing. And so I go, well, what did you do? He goes, get the fuck out of here, you dumb cult fuckheads. You know, like, he just went off on them. And like, oh, the girl, you would have missed out on that? I wish I could have seen, like, a video or something. But I'm proud of the creativity of that prank. I like it. You know? I just wish that it would have been a turf war. Could you imagine, like, oh, yeah, JWs yeah, yeah, and yeah. Mormons going Because they're natural enemies. Right, right. Naturally so. That would have been great. Um, so, all right. Just end the end the story real quick. Um, I we woke up hungover, and my friend. I remember waking up. Oh, back up real quick though. You were, yeah, yeah, so so you you did took the shit, but then put it in a towel and you rubbed it on the doorknob. Yeah, like okay. from from the na- like the adjacent door to ours, <laughs> and um, you know you wake up hungover because you didn't really drink that much back then, and um. TV's still going. It smells like smoke. There's fucking feathers everywhere. And my buddy fucking, like, I remember him opening the door and darting in and being like, what the fuck? Because he was the guy that passed out first. So he missed oh. he missed the second half of the game. And I remember seeing this Mexican chick power washing my poo off the door. <laughs> and so, Jesus. yeah. So we, we decided the best thing to do is just run, you know. But, but he had checked out the name or checked out the room in his own name oh 
so and like all right so he calls me and he's like all right those people are saying they're calling the cops if we don't show up and pay him eight hundred dollars yeah for the damage or whatever oh yeah and i remember them doing like a like a handwritten receipt like copied or whatever and it was like toilet 300 uh dishes like 100 fire damage blank blank and then at the bottom it said feces for 80 bucks <laughs> like, um yeah I, I knew by the way that's a great title for this feces for 80 dollars <laughs> like pat sajak or um i'll take yeah uh yeah jeopardy uh yes yes alex trebek just just the late alex trebek R.I.P. Yeah. um yeah so <laughs> smearing shit man have you ever have you ever played the the game poo dollar <laughs> no, but I will be uh, if it's what I think it is. It sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so when you told me the story about your friend shitting in the Dixie cup, yeah. there's this weird, um, when you're doing something like that, you, you feel definitely a degraded human being. Oh, yeah. I'm like, sure when he's squatting over a Dixie cup and taking a shit and just being like, what have well, I... Well, knowing that guy, he was laughing, <laughs> giggling oh, his ass sure. Because he's a sociopath. For sure. Know? For sure. <laughs> so, uh, first time, I went to Arizona State. I'm visiting one of my best friends that went to U of A, and we decided to play Poo Dollar. And basically, I went into this restaurant, got a... I was like, can I get a to-go box? Because, like, if you shit in the toilet, you have to go into the water. So... Shit onto the to go box, and then you put a little piece of it onto a dollar bill, and then you put it in a high traffic area where people pick up. Oh, there's oh. a fucking dollar, and then some of the I, I've heard <laughs> I've heard the rule is that when they pick it up, you have to yell "poo dollar" from your vantage point. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to out yourself to them as they're yes. To, okay, but sometimes, dude, I've had the best poo dollar. Fuck man, there's I've done after that one, I then convinced because I was the convinced one to do it. I'm like, all right, but I'm not shitting on the dollar this time, and we're like, let use dog shit. And I'm like, no, 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 this <laughs> needs to be more personal. It has to be human shit. Um, I I dropped one out front of AMC movie theaters in South Glen, and fucking this this chick fucking this lady, she's older, like 45 or whatever, right. big purse and does one of these you know looks around and just puts it in the back of her purse so she either she either had a really awkward interaction with the cashier or just a really smelly movie was (laughs) you know she either paid for credit card or they're like oh that's just 50 more cents and then she's like oh i I swear to god this wasn't mine (laughs) yeah dude um i would be into jizz dollar if that becomes a thing jizz dollar yeah because it kind of so, dries and evaporates. You know? Okay, so I've been like, I, w- I was a horrible kid, as you can tell, by the way. Um, yeah, sounds like it, borderline criminal. Like, when you said the thing about the fireplace, I'm like, dude, this is going into arson now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're yeah. 800 bucks, you got off light. That, like, oh, yeah. Today, that would be three grand, probably, or something. Uh, or jail. Or jail, yeah, 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 straight up jail. Yeah. So, well, I think I grew up in the perfect time for myself because there wasn't a shit ton of cameras until I was pretty much out of college. Right, yeah. So you then, were still the pre-surveillance uh, oh, days. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely see some jail time, but um, just for silly stuff like that, nothing nothing harmful in my opinion. Um, 
was I going to say? I don't know. Now I'm thinking about how... Oh, uh, shit. I was going to talk about something when I was younger. I think I'm spaced, man. Maybe it'll come back to you. Oh, oh, yeah. Here's what it was. You said come. You talk <laughs> about jizz dollar. Yeah. So, like, I've definitely, like, taken dumps on, like, you know, when we were in high school... Like we would either go to a golf course and shit in the eighteenth hole, or or go to a park. <laughs> That's a classic. Right yeah, there. yeah, exactly. Um, uh, go to a park and like crap under the slide or whatever, or on it. And Be- underneath it is a good move because because <laughs> they fall well, into the kids, it. Sli- they oh yeah no okay I'm That's not saying different. underneath the slide I'm saying at the base at of the base shoot yes. oh yeah because then they're like it's fun seeing how people try to avoid that shit you know I guess um, and we always had the whole like like we were laughing our ass off when we do it running home you know for curfew and. You know, you put it in your friend's head, like the paranoia, like, what <laughs> yeah, if they, they test it, your shit for DNA? Uh, that's what I always, well, yeah, I'll tell you something, but that's, well, that's what I had. So if you're doing jizz dollar, you'd be way more susceptible. Oh, you'd putting be, yeah, that's true. You'd be fucked. Straight DNA on so, the bill. I, I used to work as a security guard out in Centennial, and um, my my boss was just he was actually like a cult leader type Christian. <laughs> man, you find your but way he, into these. I don't know what it is. It's like I, uh, you know how they say that if you've been traumatized by something, then you kind of reattract. Yeah, that you thing fish from the a, same poisonous <laughs> pond, basically. Yeah. Or or it comes to you until you resolve it or something. And so this guy was like. Um, you know, if you fucked up at work, a regular boss would say, hey, man, you, you fucked up. St- I'm going to write you up and don't do it again, and that's it. But he, he would, like, pull his chair up and, now, now Jeff, what, what, would the, what would the Lord say? Would, you know, you're, you didn't hit those three card readers like I asked. And in, in Proverbs 21.7, it says, mm-hmm. to, whatever, you know. And so on my way to work, I'd always be on my cell phone to my friend Keith, and I'm like, man, I, I want to fuck with this guy, man. And, and he's like, dude, you should, like, go up into his office after he checks out and, like, shit in his coffee mug or something like that. But that was – and I never did it. Oh, man. But here's the thing. I Many times – just teased so, me in the audience. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. I, but, no, but here's, here's what I'm going to do. And part of it is that – so I've been – full-time self-employed artist since 2009 that was the last place that i for painting or for painting yeah nice and and just to mention the audience go check out what's your instagram oh shit hold on (laughs) you don't know it well i always forget yeah because i'm uh well it's there's some very impressive stuff i know that there's um one with aspen trees that i remember seeing i do a lot of aspen type you do uh paintings Mm -hmm. well because my rep will order Different things I've done and based really? on a, based on a series. So you, yeah. So main source of income for a while. That's my exclusive source of income since You're 09. Kidding. And I started with um, my art rep. Uh, shout out Star- Sarah Stock RaceStockFineArt.com, and you can see my work on there. Ray Stock S T O C K FineArt.com. Uh, but my Instagram is. Um, God damn it! What's the handle? <laughs> oh, uh, cone dot Jeff. So it's K O E H N dot J E F F, all lowercase. Got it. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> yeah. Back to the. So, I have a lot of free time. Once I get, you know, certain paintings, 
you know, she usually tries to order three a week from me, which that wow, keeps the dude. Yeah, and it's great. And then I can paint fast. I paint in acrylic, and um, uh, you know, over this eighteen years that we've been together, because I started with them in '03, but I was still doing the security guard thing to you know supplement it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they've really develop their market you know so there's galleries all over the country that will carry my work and all that that is cool but so anyway i'll have all this free time and i've said keith i'm like man i'm gonna like go beg for my old job back (laughs) just so i can go and shit in his coffee (laughs) mug but but i'm but these days that's my fear is that but they all they have to do is like take a sample and they got my DNA and they'll For be sure. Jeff Cohn did this. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> And then not only so are you move. psycho, but people fucking know. Right. That you're people psycho. know and they'll probably put it all over social media. <laughs> so here's what I'm gonna do. Um, when there there are open mics um are in and around Colfax again these days. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna abduct a drunk homeless dude, get him to shit in a cup, and that's gonna be I'm gonna pin it on that guy. Right. Still stay away from the dogs, make it more personal with make people. It more, yeah, exactly. Um we're at like an hour and a half. We're oh, gonna shit. call it, man. Okay. Thank you for being on. Um Dude, thanks for having me this has been fun man i good. enjoyed it yeah. good um everyone go to riddermethispodcast.com for your own podcast write-ins um go follow jeff on instagram go ahead oh and please subscribe to my youtube channel jeff cone comedy okay so when you you and i performed at the watering bowl it was like a socially distanced mic which oh, was yeah. fucking weird i recorded you end up finding that i did yeah i got that um and um, I've watched part of it, but the... It's, uh, it's so hard to watch, even mine. Well, yeah, because it, it's like we were getting parts of the audience, but the room was so echoey so and spread out, and spread out too. Yeah, and then you get a laugh from over here and then over here. And then on the recording, it's like it it didn't feel like you bombed as bad as... <laughs> not, not, I'm talking about myself. Sure. And you. Now, um, anyway... I think we both had solid sets, Um just a very yeah, awkward. Just, it's one of those uh, strange rooms. It was a fun night, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, no uh, doubt. And um, I think that guy, um, Corey, Corey Conti, mm-hmm. is going to produce more shows like that. And, yeah. Um, Get yeah, better at great. calling people on stage. <laughs> yeah, he. Well, <laughs> you want to come up here or what? Like, <laughs> well, uh, Anthony Armstrong does that at the open mic. He'll be like, uh, somebody will get done. He'll be like, keep it going for Christina. Alex, get on up here. Yeah, and then and it's like, the, uh, like what? No intro, and then as he's getting up there, yeah, here's Alex Vaughn. You know, like mm-hmm. he intros you as you're already. It's just kind of a different. Uh, it's supposed to take you into another, like adapt adapt adaptation. Yeah. Yes, yes. But usually it's uh, so. The, this next comic, he did this and that. Please welcome that. You know, right? But yeah. Um. Well, thanks again for being on. Go check oh, yeah. his stuff out. Jeff Cohen comedy, K O E H N. Yep. That's on YouTube. Um, you got anything else, man? Oh, chlamydia? Uh, no, <laughs> I, no, I don't. I'm kidding. I don't have it. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, yeah, actually. Um, you got any if, shows if, coming up? If anyone from Dallas is listening, March, tr- this is a ways out. Actually, but- I do have a friend, Danny, that listens to this. Oh, cool. I'm going to be in Paris, Texas, uh, March 26th through the 28th at the Tower City Comedy Festival. Yeah, that's big, right? Yeah, that's I mean, a yeah, pretty decent. Uh, and I don't know who the headliners are this year. Last year when I did it, uh, Jimmy Pardo was one mm-hmm. of the headliners. Mary Upchurch, who's real funny. Uh, BK Sharad Sh- uh, Ravi Chandran. 
Oh yeah, 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 we, yeah. We both did. We did that, and then we also got like a handful of gigs around Dallas uh, the week after. That's okay. Just, super fun, but he's. And when when fun. will you be out there? So that'll be March twenty sixth through the twenty eighth. Excellent. In Paris. Go check him out, everybody. It's been a pleasure yeah, yeah. having you on. I do have a couple comics actually booked for the show, but I'd love to have you back on a couple months. Dude, for sure, that'd be great. Right on. Uh, Oh, sorry, mom, if you're listening to this one about the fucking stories. Hope everyone's <laughs> doing all right out there. And we will see you next week live from Arizona. Thank you very much, everybody.